This is Chef Roy Amaguchi, founder of Roy's Restaurant. Can you tell us why the show would be valuable for other people to listen to? Well, I think that, you know what, uh, hopefully that, that, you know, whatever the topic is, uh, and, and, you know, it really doesn't have to be a certain topic. It can be anything. I mean, uh, just because you're in the restaurant business doesn't mean that you can't learn from somebody that's in the banking business. Or, you know, uh, they could be a trustee, trustee or they could be a uh, welder. I mean, it doesn't really matter. I mean, everybody has different philosophies about life, you know, and it doesn't have to be uh, a thousand things that people have to learn. To me, it's almost like if you, if you can learn one thing, as I mentioned, you know, I mean, to me, that's a great thing. I mean, that's just one more knowledge that you have in your in, in, in your mind, your, 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 your well-being, and if you can utilize what you've learned and help other people, I mean, I mean that's even more multiplying. Greater Good Radio. I use it as a rule of thumb that I'm trying to get about five times my money in three years or ten times my money in five years. Hi, we can design your home in one minute or less. Inspire. Inspire. If you are doing your passion on a daily basis, then you're never going to have to work a day in your life. Greater Good Radio, brought to you by Central Pacific Bank, fiercely loyal banking. Welcome to Greater Good Radio Hawaii, where we develop tomorrow's leaders by bringing you up close and personal with today's top business people. Greater Good Radio Hawaii is dedicated to social entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Evan Leong, and with me is my co-host, Carrie Leong. Today's show is brought to you by Central Pacific Bank. Fiercely loyal banking. Thank you, Evan. Today's guest is Darren Kimura, President and CEO of Energy Industries, LLC, a Hawaii-based energy efficiency company. Mr. Kimura started Energy Industries, LLC at 20 years old while on summer break from the University of Hawaii and has since grown his locations to eight offices nationwide. Please welcome to Greater Good Radio, Darren Kimura. Welcome to our show, Darren. Thanks, Carrie. So could you tell us a little bit more about Energy Industries, please? Sure, Energy Industries is a full-service energy services company. We designed the company around three major principles, and those, those principles are, one, an energy system. In order for you to save any energy, your energy system must be properly designed, properly installed, and properly maintained over the long term. Uh, and the concept, of course, is, is whenever we go into a facility, we provide them, I guess, consultative services as to how much energy can be saved. We want the customer to achieve that energy savings. We don't want them to just buy off on a concept and never ever see that achievable energy savings. So really around those three principles, we built four divisions of our company. Uh, the first is advisory. The second is energy services. The third is controls. And the fourth is contracting. So your clients are primarily businesses then? Yeah, our commercial, our markets are commercial industrial. We typically look for large facilities, uh, the larger, the better, obviously, because the more energy that they can like save. Like manufacturing facilities or office facilities? Right. Uh, manufacturing facilities, industrial, office, even retail, down to the retail level. Uh, if they And, of course, the longer operations that they use their systems, uh, the better for them, the more that they can save as well. So if a, a building is not properly set up to you, to you know for you to help them, do you have to reprogram it or set it up so that you're able to help save their 
electricity? That's a good question. Actually, typically when buildings are built, they're built with, uh, I guess you would call them industry standards uh, for the most part, just kind of kind of conceptually what a building of this size and this use should be designed for. Now, when you actually have tenants in that facility and they're actually operating over a period of years, that their load or their use typically changes over time. And as a result, you can design that building more accurately for that particular customer. For example, in the Pioneer Plaza here, uh, I'm sure at some point it was more offices and you know the location we're in now is radio. I'm sure radio has a longer runtime than typically was designed for. So what we do at our services is we'll come into the facility and take a look at what the use is and design around that use to provide them the best, most adequate system uh, for their needs as well as for saving energy. So you're, Taylor, making a energy plan for the specific business. Uh, yeah, that's exactly right. We we call it a design build turnkey solution. Uh, it's it's custom tailor made for each location. No no two systems are ever alike. There's no cookie cutter solution here. How does that work then? Do they pay a fee for it? That you guys actually install things? How does this actually work? Well, the, in the in the four different divisions, we actually do things very differently. Uh, I think what you're talking and what we're talking more generically about is really our energy services division, which is our larger of all the divisions. Uh, what typically happens is our customers will basically consult with us or hire us onto a consulting agreement where we'll come into the facility and we'll charge a flat fee and we'll install loggable uh, devices which will actually log things like your lighting, your temperatures, the, the amount of runtime your air conditioning system is on, um, you know, where what areas have higher humidities or higher temperatures. And we'll do that logging for a period of maybe a couple of months. From that logging, we'll be able to create a baseline which gives us pretty much the profile of that facility. And from that baseline, we can then model in via computer programs uh, what an ideal system would be based upon the customer's actual use. So from that point on, we can actually put in different types of equipment or different types of systems and figure out ways to save that customer energy. So you're trying to optimize their usage is what you're doing. Absolutely right, based upon their current use today. So what about organizations like Mauna Loa, I believe, they burn the shells of the macadamia nuts to produce their own energy. So they're kind of using, uh, I guess, a renewable type of resource. Do you guys consult on things like that also? Absolutely. Uh, in, in our four traditional core competences, we actually came out with three, I guess you would call them sustainable renewable technologies. Uh, and one would be exactly what you're talking about, what we call sustainable power efficient generation. One would be renewable energy. And one would kind of be alternative fuels. Uh, and exactly what you're talking about is where you take a look at uh, creating power on site via some other source, whereas you're not buying power from the traditional power, uh, the transmission and distribution systems. So do you work closely with the um, different electric companies in the different states so that you can maybe identify buildings or companies that you can assist with? That's exactly right. Uh, we actually, in the advisory component of our business, one component of that or one segment of the advisory component is what we call Energy Smart. And Energy Smart is a utility rebate consulting program where we'll actually go out and help utilities identify key customers for them to have impacts uh, for basically reducing their demand or their use. That's the stickers, right, that you see on the, on windows? Uh, yeah, I think you're talking about the EPA Energy Star uh, program. Oh. And that's exactly right. That program is exactly designed for buildings, computer uh, screens, you know, refrigerators, microwaves. Exactly right. You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. Today's guest is Darren Kimura, President and CEO of Energy Industries LLC, a Hawaii-based energy efficiency company. In 2000, he was recognized in the Pacific Business News 40 Under 40 and in 2002 as SBA Young Entrepreneur of the Year. Our show is brought to you by Central Pacific Bank. Firstly, Law Banking. 
So, Darren, you started this company at 20 years old. How did you get this idea? Well, actually, uh, to be quite honest, it really was my dad's idea. Uh, my dad has been a contractor uh, on the Big Island where I'm from for a number of years. And as a contractor, he was building all these facilities, but noticing that we weren't matching our building of new facilities with the building of power plants, for example. So he kind of thought at some point we would run out of power and we'd be then in a an energy crisis, if you will. So way back when I was in college, he actually came to me with the concept and said, hey, you know, this is going to be a problem one day. Uh, why don't you take a look at this and study this field? And I said, well, at that time, you know, I said, yeah, that sounds great. So basically, uh, over the summer, studied it, picked it up, began selling a few projects doing energy efficiency work. And that's what really kind of led to energy industries as it is today. Is your background engineering? Yes. Well, it's actually, I guess, if you will, a dual background in business and engineering. Okay, so you were able to pick that up. Because I know if, if my dad told me, okay, why don't you go learn about energy and, and so on, and be like, what? Right, right. Yeah, it's, it's, I, my dad's an electrical contractor. So for, for one thing, I grew up, you know, at the age, very young age, you know, kind of shadowing him, cleaning up after, after his electricians went into a location and began asking questions like, what does this do? What's that wire do? And, and eventually, I guess that kind of assimilated into everything else. So what made you do this business instead of working with your dad in his business? Oh, that's a really good question. You know, I think event, it really kind of started off really trying to help my dad grow his business. But I think as we went along, we found that our goals were not aligned at that time. You know, essentially, he was in a different stage of his life than I was. And, and ultimately, I think at that time, I really wanted to just prove that I could really make a name for myself and not so much carry on his legacy. Uh, so that's what ultimately led me to, to do this on my own. So did he mentor you at the beginning of the building of your business? Because you're fairly young. Yeah, you know, he, he did um, to a certain extent. I think I think both my mom and my dad did a lot of mentorship. My mom actually is his accountant or his controller. Um, and that helped me understand the books, you know, things like setting up QuickBooks, if you will. And I had no idea at that time what it was to do a credit and a debit and what a general ledger was even after having gone through the university. So that really helped me a lot on the administrative side. Um, and, of course, my dad did with the technical side. And, and all the rest just kind of fell into place. You know, at the time we started our business, the utility programs were beginning to come out and they were beginning to incentivize the work we did. So we actually learned as as they learned. So we actually had good mentorship going back and forth with the utilities. So you started the company at 20. Did you hire any employees at that time? No, actually at that time, we were really acting as uh, as an owner's rep. So we would work for the owner and then bring in a contractor to do the work for the owner. Uh, so no employees at that early stage. So when you took that break to go to Portland State University, you were your efforts. So did the company just kind of stop until you finished? Well, actually, that's a really interesting question because what we were able to do at that time, we actually got a, a local Hawaii a fax number, a local Hawaii cell phone, and a pager number. And when I was at PSU, uh, I was still actually doing consulting for companies in Hawaii without actually having them known that I was not in state. And what I would do is I would, uh, you know, hope my parents aren't listening, but cut school for a couple of weeks, come back to Hawaii do the consulting work, and then leave again. Oh, so your parents didn't even know you were back in town? Uh, yes, for the most part, <laughs> yeah, they did not really know they were, that I was in town. <laughs> Would they care now? 
probably. <laughs> but you know, for the most part, I mean, it, it really it really is a, an attribute to, I guess, communications and and the development of it. You know, you could be interstate, being working in Portland, yet you know, working for Hawaii businesses and helping them do their thing while learning about how those businesses out there in Oregon were operating. And at that time, it was really unique because I got to travel to Sacramento, learn down there, and our customers still thought I was in state, just on a different island. So what benefits were you able to bring from Portland and from the mainland here to Hawaii? Well, one of the very first things was we uh, we actually were able to embrace a program called the EPA Energy Star Program very early on when it first came out, uh, really in 1994. Uh, so we actually got trained in I actually got trained in Portland and then brought that back to Hawaii eventually, and and have been a big advocate of that program ever since. Uh, but not only just that, it's really the exposure in general to the markets. You know, Portland in itself is a very green state, very energy efficient, has adopted a lot of energy codes which are very progressive. Uh, so so that kind of early beginnings really helped to to make our company grow in the right directions early on when Hawaii was still only learning about energy efficiency. At that time, were there other companies that were doing this energy efficiency, consulting, advising, or even providing this service? Not, there were, there were a lot of segmented companies. There were companies which were doing just lighting retrofits or companies which were doing just mechanical retrofits or, or upgrades or efficient designs. What we were able to do is really put it all under one roof and, and thereby giving our customers a one-stop shop, really a, kind of like a one invoice a situation, whereas, you know, they can trust one person to know that it's going to be executed all the way through from, again, the three principles which we built our company from, from the design to the installation and then to the long-term maintenance. So you weren't worried about competition when you came back home. It was just a matter of coming back home, being in the islands. You know, I think at that time, I obviously always worry about competition, but I think at that time I was more worried about being young in Hawaii and really not having a very good track record or any track record for that matter um, and finding you know lenders or banks or supporters or customers to even trust you at that time. And I think that's a big challenge for any young person uh, doing business here in Hawaii. Thanks, Darren. We'll talk more about that after the break. Stay tuned for more on Sports Radio 1420. This is Chef Roy Amaguchi, founder of Roy's Restaurant, and you're listening to Carrie and Evan on Greater Good Radio. How do you sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. Greatergoodradio.com. Is managing your business finances taking up too much of your time? Welcome to the Money Minute from Central Pacific Bank. Today, we're talking with Gail E. Young, Vice President of Cash Management. For many business owners, streamlining operational processes and managing cash flow are two concerns that I often hear. The good news is cash management tools can simplify or even automate many of these processes for you. With online tools via the Internet, it's easy to take care of funds transfers, ACH, and wire transfer needs. Today, even payroll processing and tax payments can be handled online. By using these and other cash management tools, you can actually have more control over your finances with less effort. The time you save can allow you to refocus your energy on other important areas, such as new business development or sales growth. Today's Money Minute is brought to you by Central Pacific Bank, where you'll always find bankers that are fiercely loyal to you. 
Central Pacific Bank, member FDIC. This is Gail Jennings from HawaiiDiner.com and EverybodyEats.org. I read selectively all of the papers, but I tend to read more of the columns at Star Bulletin. A lot of it is I like Erica Engel. I like her column, The Buzz. I get good information from that. I like their coverage of the different issues. I like the Star Bulletin. Would you recommend other people to read Star Bulletin? Absolutely. I think we need to be as informed as possible. Star Bulletin. This is Jim Tollefson, President and CEO of the Chamber of Commerce of Hawaii. I definitely would recommend the Chamber of Commerce to others. The benefits are that you get to meet other businesses, get to work together with other businesses, and help you improve your business to make more money to be successful. If you're not a member already, can give me a call, 545-4300, extension 388. I invite you to join us in creating a better Hawaii, Hawaii that's better for us, for our children, and for the future. We're back with Darren Kimura, President and CEO of Energy Industries, LLC, a Hawaii-based energy efficiency company. So, Darren, as a young entrepreneur, how did you end up getting financing for your business then? Actually, that's a that's another really good question because we weren't able to get financing. At that time, banks didn't believe in the concept, or at least they didn't believe in, I guess, the infancy of this industry in Hawaii as it, as it was at that time. And, of course, I was extremely young. Uh, I even had a hard time setting up a checking account, and I actually had a friend's father who was a banker set that up for us, which we were very lucky to have. Uh, so really it was more uh, organic capital from friends and family um, and, and credit cards, quite frankly. But now, what made the difference then? What, what made the difference so now banks take you seriously? Because you're really not that much older. <laughs> Uh, you know, 10, 12, 11 years older. Um, now, I think we've been able to assemble a really great team. Uh, you know, we've got some industry players around Hawaii that have joined our company, which really kind of, I, I guess, helped to facilitate people wanting to do business with us. And, you know, Hawaii is a very small network. It's a very small community. It's it's really about who you know and, and who you, who believes in you. And I, I think that that has been the major difference. So what do you feel are important points for young business people starting a business? I think I think first and foremost for a young person you want to be you want to have a good good concept. You want to have a good understanding of what you're trying to do and not just the idea in itself. You really need to understand the nuts and bolts of what you're trying to do because business in itself is challenging and you got to obviously be able to overcome challenges. You got to be able to persevere. You have to have a high tolerance for pain. You know, and of course, ultimately, uh, believe and love what you do because at, it's those times when you're challenged when you're going to question yourself and it's how much you believe and love what you do that ultimately, I guess, lend to the story of what you become. I read in, um, well, on the website, it was an old publication of a newspaper. It said that one of your biggest challenges was your age when, you know, going out for business, t- taking on new projects. Could you tell us a little bit about those challenges and how you overcame those barriers with older people? Sure. You know, like I mentioned early on, I think one of the major challenges for anybody young in Hawaii is is to to gain, you know, to gain street credibility. And it's 
it, it takes it takes time. You know, I believe for one thing, success comes from legacy and not luck. So you have to do anything for a long period of time in order for, in my opinion, anyway, for you to be considered successful. And at that time, being you know virtually straight out of college, you know, you've got no street credit, you've got no legacy, and all you've got is a little bit of luck. Um, you know, I guess there's not really one specific answer for that question. I think a lot of it has to deal with just following through at what you say, you know, being committed to the cause. I think in our challenge, in our case, there was no such thing as an energy efficiency industry at that time. And even till today, there really isn't an industry like ours right now. So we're still kind of trying to reinvent it. I think it depends on what you're trying to do as a young person in your business uh, that will also kind of pave the way for you a little bit as well. So through your success, are you able to give us the um, three most important things for running a successful business? That's a good question. You know, I think I think first and foremost, quite frankly, for me, I would say get experience. If for a young person, go out there, work for somebody else, learn at their expense, uh, learn what they've done well and why. You know, and of course, uh, ultimately, you know, like I mentioned early on, you know, learn at their expense. You know, I think secondly, do something that you love because you have to love what you do in order for you to be able to do it well through the great times and the bad times. And and in Hawaii's economy, it's somewhat challenging because our economy is very. Uh, it's very, I don't know if, uh, what the term is, um, fragile, if you will. You know, anything can break us very easily. And you have to love what you do in order for you to do it through the hard times when you're not getting paid the money you want to get paid. Third is, you know, put together a great team. And that team would include, you know, not only your internal team, but also people like your bankers, your insurance companies, your attorneys. Uh, they're, they're cost today, but ultimately, those costs will save you long term. So, banker, how important is your banker? Very important. Uh, it's it's important for you to build a relationship with your banker. I mean, if you walk in off the street, and that's what I did in the beginning, and you try to talk to the branch manager, um, you know, it won't get you very far. So ultimately, I think a bank relationship develops over time, uh, but it is definitely probably maybe number one as far as your external team, the number one most important thing you need to have. You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. Today's guest is Darren Kimura, President and CEO of Energy Industries, LLC, a Hawaii-based energy efficiency company. Energy Industries was formed with the mission to provide education and an option for people to be energy conscious and to protect our environment. Our show is brought to you by Central Pacific Bank. Fiercely, Loa Banking. So, Darren, the theme of the show is social entrepreneurship, and I know that for your company, you guys have an interesting social mission. Can you share with us how that, um, I guess, interrelates with your business model? Yeah, you know, our our missions, we have a lot of different missions. I think as far as the social entrepreneurship concept is concerned, you know, first and foremost, we try to help businesses save money uh, by saving energy. And I think that's at the core of, of what we do. Uh, you know, as businesses can save energy, they can actually invest that money into other things. And we help, we at least try to in, endorse or emphasize that they put money back into the community uh, by man hours or whatever the case may be, however they can support, uh, I guess, I guess really the perpetuation of business in Hawaii. You know, of course, the other thing we were talking about was education. And um, we really believe that education in any form is really critical, uh, particularly in our industry when I, when, as I mentioned, it really there is no industry today. We spend maybe 50% of our time just educating about what can be done out there because people have no idea. They know that, hey, I can save money or I can do this. Uh, we try to get involved by saying, well, listen, here's what you can do. Uh, here's, here's what you, you can do to get that done. You know, and if you're interested in, in doing it, you know, give us a call. If not, you know, we'll try and help you do some other things in some other ways. Uh, is there information on your website for that also? 
you know, we, as far as our education component is concerned, we actually like to talk about it. So I think, I don't think that there is a whole lot. We try to drive people uh, into communicating with us or starting a conversation. So that's where your podcast comes in, right? Yes, exactly right. We have a podcast called energysmartnews.org, and that podcast is designed to promote the social entrepreneurship uh, of, of education in energy efficiency. You know, and, and the, the entire concept of energy efficiency goes much further beyond just saving money. It goes into really our atmosphere, our world. You know, when we use energy efficient, more efficiently, we can actually reduce the amount of coal or oil that we're burning, thereby reducing the amount of atmospheric pollution. And that's a big thing. You know, global warming, as, as I think everyone today is aware of, is, is accelerating. You know, polar ice caps are melting, thereby reducing the amount of radiation or ad, uh, adding to the amount of uh, radiation added into our oceans, thereby changing our weather patterns. Uh, not only that, but just atmospheric conditions, smog, acid rain, issues in China. You know, as we all, as a, as a social consciousness, use energy more efficiently, we actually impact the world and thereby impact each other. So you know an interesting concept with that, though, is by using energy efficiently, not only do you do good, but you're saving money. That's exactly right. It's really a true win-win-win in our case. You know, when you do an energy efficiency project, you save money as a consumer. You know, we make a little bit of money. The utilities reduce their demand, thereby reducing the taxing load on their systems, thereby reducing the amount of fuel that they, they need to consume, thereby reducing the atmospheric pollution. Uncle Sam gets paid in taxes. So it's really a win-win. So besides the businesses and companies, are you able to give our listeners some tips of what they can do at home, some things that may be simple? Yeah, that's really good. In fact, I think uh, if we want to direct our listeners to the podcast, theenergysmartnews.org, we can actually have a list of maybe the top 10 residential things that our consumers can do. But, you know, I, I think maybe the top two or three things would be, one, obviously, install compact fluorescent lamps in your home. I think people on most often overlook the amount of lighting that they have in their own homes and the amount of heat generated. And in Hawaii, we have a lot of air conditioning systems here. That heat from that incandescent lamp generates a lot of BTUs, which ultimately makes your AC work harder. So obviously, you know, one, maybe put in compact fluorescent so lamps. So what do those lights do, though? They, they're less hot and yeah. they use less electricity to produce the same amount of light, correct? That's exactly right. That's basically the concept. It uses a very different technology, uh, but that's exactly the concept. Plus, don't they, aren't they supposed to last for like five years? It depends on the amount of operational runtime. They're rated to last about 10,000 hours, which is roughly about 13 times the life of a regular incandescent lamp, which could be five years in your home. So it's good for lazy people because, like, for me, I know I installed them exactly. primarily because I didn't want to keep <laughs> changing the bulb. Right, right. And, of course, you get the same amount of light from it, too. So, you know, all of, all of the above. Absolutely. How about some other tips? I think, you know, air conditioning load here in Hawaii is very big. You know, I think if people can put their ACs on timers, uh, maybe not operate it throughout the entire day, um, that would save a tremendous amount of energy, you know, not just on just not just not on their bill. And I, I think everybody in here in this room is laughing because I think we all kind of do that. <laughs> mine, uh, mine just broke. I left it on. Well, see, that's the best form of energy conservation, by not using it. <laughs> so, it's hot, man. Right. And, you know, I, I think by reducing the amount of load on your AC, that'd be a, a really big thing. Um, there's also things you can do with your hot water system. And, for example, solar. If you can put in solar, right now we've got some great tax credits. We've got a great federal tax credit, and Hawaiian Electric offers a lot of uh, rebates as well. Like how much money? Uh, you know, I think Hawaiian Electric is offering about $500 for a system install. I think you get a, 30 per, a 35 or 30% from the, the, the Hawaii state on your income taxes as far as a credit. Every year? Uh, no, it's just the one time, I believe. And also, I think there's a 40% Energy Policy Act of 2005 uh, federal tax credit that just was enacted this year as well. Is there info on that on your website? Yeah, we have a lot of links of that already, but um, we'll be adding more 
Absolutely. What What is your website address? Uh, the website for the podcast or for the, the company? The company. Uh, energy-industries.com. So before we wrap it up, Darren, can you share with us a story maybe of a company or business that you were able to help advise and then you actually took that plan and did it, were able to save them money and made a huge difference? Yeah, actually, there's there's one story that comes to mind. You know, it's a large hotel organization in the state of Hawaii. Actually, it's a worldwide organization. But the the one unique thing we were able to do with them was we actually started by doing simple things because they didn't obviously necessarily know us at the time. So they started with small little projects, which maybe in, in aggregation netted them maybe $30,000 in savings a year. And then we took it to the next level. We did some things with their hot water systems. Uh, maybe that's another additional couple hundred thousand dollars a year. We took a look at their fuel. We took a look at their energy efficient air conditioning systems. And I think when it was all said and done, it was a couple million dollars in energy efficiency upgrades over maybe a period of five years. But the return was probably maybe a two-year payback. So ultimately, they netted maybe maybe a couple million dollars over time. So it, it was a really nice story and, and a nice, uh, I guess, attribution to what our business does. And from that, were you able to get referrals? Absolutely. You know, success breeds success. So obviously, when, when they started talking about what the great good we were able to do for them, it, it led into the next project and, and then to the next project. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Darren Kimura, for joining us today on Greater Good Radio Hawaii. For more information on today's show, please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. This is your host, Evan Leong and Carrie Leong, saying please join us next time for another episode of Greater Good Radio Hawaii. This show is brought to you by Central Pacific Bank. Fiercely loyal banking.